Hello, everyone, and welcome <laughs> to episode 26 of Otaku Brothers, the holiday special ringing in Christmas, almost at least. It is Monday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. I am joined by my forever co-host and brother-in-law, Ryan. How are you doing on this Christmas Eve Good. morning? Yeah, I'm doing well. So Ryan and I are uh, looking for, well, first of all, we should just say we hope all of you fine folks, whether you celebrate Christmas or not, are spending Hanukkah. the holidays with your family and loved ones. Kwanzaa. Very important. Hopefully all of you have some time off of work to enjoy some time of rest and playing video games and eating lots of garbage food and all mm-hmm. that fun stuff. Yeah. But we have a fun little episode for you guys planned today. Ryan and I want to reminisce about the past because it's only going to go downhill from here, right, Ryan? Yeah, after 21, you're, 21's your genetic prime, so after that, you're all just dying quicker. Yep. Yep, exactly. <laughs> We're all just rotting corpses waiting for... Yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> the second uh, you're born, you start to die. How does that make you feel? Pretty damn good. Uh, so Ryan and I have a fun episode reminiscing about Christmas memories, our favorite family traditions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else we got, Ryan? We got lots of questions from yeah. people on the Instagram. up gifts. Yeah, so Ryan and I, like we talked about in a previous episode. Oh, and Skyrim. And Skyrim. So we got a <laughs> packed episode, packed agenda. We're going to talk about the games we've been playing recently, <laughs> Christmas traditions. And midway through, we're not going to change the topic like yeah. last time. We're just not going to, we're not, listen, we under-promise, over-deliver, Ryan. That's what Talk Brothers is all about. Or no, what is it? Yeah, under-promise, over-deliver. Exactly. Sure. If you set your expectations low enough. Hopefully the people that were listening to this podcast didn't come in with any expectations and they're slightly entertained. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what we're going for. That's what we're going for. Podcast motto. Super high bar. Right there. So Ryan and I, as we talked about in a previous episode, uh, got gifts for each other and we're going to exchange them now. So Ryan. What's up? Let me get your gift. All right. It's in the dungeon. Oh. So, nice and specially wrapped here in this uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer uh, wrapping paper. Oh, look at it. <laughs> You're really going to do this to me after the Steelers lose to the freaking Saints? Hey, the Browns won. Saints. Yeah. By the way, horrible play calling. Yeah. 14 points that the Saints didn't got because pass interference calls. We're not going to get into it right now. Today's a joyous occasion. Well, I was going through wrapping paper at the parents' house, and I was like, I could do Star Wars with, like, Kylo Ren all over it, or the Browns. <laughs> it's kind of nice, actually. You did a nice job wrapping this. Yeah, thanks. Actually. Just yeah. the back is somewhat spotty. That's but. fine. My, all of mine are pretty pretty poor. Um, okay. So, Ryan has a nice little box here, uh, moderate size in nature. And uh, why don't you go ahead and rip that sucker open? This is actually just a teaser gift. Is it? It is. Oh, it's a Legolas um, little pop figure. pop figure. Yeah. So I have Aragorn. I have Gandalf, of course. And uh, I do need to get the full collection. And I knew that. Look on the back. You see the full other one that you can get. <gasps> the Witch King. I saw Gimli. I thought Gimli was pretty neat. But Gimli's I was just like, cool. Legolas is your man. Galadriel. Those elf ears that you just aspire to have. I do. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm going to have to add them to my collection. So um, we're just going to do all your gifts right now. Okay. <laughs> Wow, he's so detailed. Wow. Okay, gotta get... Holy shit. So, this is... Here's the story. The one on top here is what you're gonna open first. Okay. The one on the bottom is the one that I've had in my Amazon wish list for a year now. Okay. Um, because I knew it was something I wanted to get for you, but I needed the right occasion. 
Unfortunately, oh. the American version of the bottom gift was out of stock temporarily for like three months after I ordered it. I ordered it like three months ago, but it's been yeah. out of stock. So I was just like, crap. And I ordered this top one as a placeholder gift in case this one <coughs> didn't arrive. And then I found the Japanese version, which also has American under the Japanese writing, yeah. as you'll see. Um, and so I was just like, what the heck? I'll just order you both of them. Well, and I feel like, Merry Christmas. like you're deprived because I only got you one gift. No, no, it's not quantity. It's, it's This is Christmas. I'm treating you, and you're going to love this. Oh, so just sweet. deal with it. Wow, it's heavy. Dark Souls 3. Wow, this is a very shiny book. Design, that is amazing. So it's basically all the Design concept art works. and the artwork in Dark Souls 3. That is amazing. Because you basically said that that's like one of your top ten games now. Yes, and I was playing it all this morning. I Yeah, I think it's number five. After playing it more, mm -hmm. it's probably going to go up in my list because it's freaking amazing. Wow, I really like this cover. Yeah, he's opening it, folks. So Yeah, I'm struggling because I didn't have It's a knife. golden, well-bound, hardcover book, Dark Souls 3, The Design Works. Ryan, how does it look? It is amazing. So it starts out, kind of the opening cutscene. You have the um, Firelink Shrine. Oh, the contrast in these pictures are amazing. I couldn't. I saw oh it and I was gosh. just like, I cannot not get this because it just That's, looks amazing. Uh, so now it's like the inside of Firelink Shrine with all the five thrones for each one of the Lords of Cinder. Oh my gosh. High Wall of Lothric. This is amazing. Yeah, it is. So I was actually thinking of <coughs> figuring out something I want to paint mm -hmm. oh, over this break. That would be amazing. This is perfect. Well, oh my God. it doesn't stop there, brother. I could, Sorry, I could, could be consumed. I know you could. <laughs> this is going to be the, here, pass what I here. do the rest of I just don't want any uh, mic issues. Now, he's got one more gift, folks. What you would, Okay, so actually, someone wrote on the Instagrams, and they asked us what we thought the other person got each other. Yeah. Any guesses there? It seems like paper. A ream of paper. Close. With Japanese. <laughs> Very close. I have no idea. Hey, guess what I got you? To guess. Um, a top hat? Nice and folded in here, like in a box. <laughs> it's, yep, close. All right, here it goes. Dude, that art book is amazing. Oh, it gets better. Oh. Now, it's not as well bound, but we have here the Bloodborne Complete artwork as well. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, unfortunately, they didn't have, like, the American version of this, but... It's Bloodborne. No, you don't need it. No, you do not. <laughs> Take that little sucker off. Oh my gosh. This is beautiful. And it's in Japanese. And it'll just you'll learn Japanese, it's fine. Plus there are pictures, you don't need the No, you you really don't. I think it's actually cooler in Japanese. Exactly, that's what I thought. I was watching people go through Dark Souls in Japanese and it's like the authentic kind of like Gosh, everything looks just as disgusting. <laughs> oh, the cleric beast. The hunter. Or no, is that... Father Gascoigne. Father G, baby. What's up? 
Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Yeah, so this look, is perfect. So if you needed something to paint, there you go. Need some artistic uh, inspiration. Inspiration. There it is. Oh my gosh. This is beautiful. Merry Christmas, sir. Yeah, thank you. I love it. All right. Well, All right, sorry. you can sit there <laughs> and look at that for days. Me lusting over this. You even got a nice little bow on here. So yeah, we got for people that can't see us, of course. We got a uh, Cleveland Browns um, wrapping paper here. We got a box. I don't know what's in here, but we're gonna find out. Um, I really don't have any guesses. You're opening it from the wrong side, but it's cool. What in the world is this? Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! It is a hidden blade of what is that word? Oh, angular. Ang angular. Limited edition Assassin's Creed hidden blade. What's up? This is amazing. This will be a nice so addition to. I did order it at like three forty-five, so it's left-handed, but it doesn't really matter. Whoa, that's legit. That's very legit. Now, how do I get this thing on? I'm gonna wear this the rest of the podcast. <laughs> so it is hard to put on. Let me assist you. Assist me with my blade. So this has to go underneath. Oh, I see here. Yeah, this has to go around. And this goes around. Oh, nice. And then now, how do I stab you? Um, let's see. Sorry, folks. We're just playing with uh hidden blades over here. If you know what I mean. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. So you obviously, so what you do is, uh, let's see, you do it down, and then what you flick it up, and you can use the momentum and flick it out. Oh, that's freaking awesome. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, man. Oh, that's sweet. So it's a acid-etched stainless steel blade, and it's a leather greave. That's dangerous, but also very awesome. I love it. I love it. I'm loving it. I thought that would be a cool addition to all your nerdy shit. I think so. That's a very nice addition. Thank you, sir. Yeah. What a great Christmas gift. Beautiful. Well, we hope all you fine folks out there get nice gifts. If not, we're treating you to this wonderful podcast of two hours of our sultry voices talking about hey. stuff and things. Right, Ryan? Yep. All right. So now we're going to get into questions. And Ryan, how can listeners write into the show? Um, they can... I, as I like blank on what they can do, Instagram, yep. Twitter, uh, Discord. Ari Lewis, two thousand eleven, for those uh, first two things that he said. The Discord yeah. is in the link to the show notes and email. We'll talk about this podcast at gmail dot com. Yes. All right. So I, I didn't mean to go to Instagram. I had saved a picture because I posted one of those like little question alerts. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to open that up now. Chrono Link Nine, Alec. Friend of the show. He writes in, most disappointing Christmas gift you ever got. Ryan got me this hidden blade <laughs> once yeah. that just really. <laughs> I actually really hate Bloodborne. Yeah. Uh, he says, I got Wally on Nintendo Wii. Wow. Ooh. The movie sucks as it is, in my opinion. I never could get myself to watch that. I watched like half of it and fell asleep. R really riveting. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> um, but the game on the Wii, wow, that's pretty garbage. I'm trying to think what I was disappointed. Like nowadays, 
if I get socks, I'm actually really like yeah. happier, like clothes, because it's like, gosh, now I don't have to go get socks. And I need it. You know, it's just like whatever. It's like those practical gifts. Um, I think for me, and I actually asked for this, but I was just so disappointed because my friend and I beat it in like an hour and 30 minutes. It was Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events on the PlayStation 2. Really? Unique little game. There are all these, like, you've read the books, of course. Yeah. And this game was modeled after the the movie adaptation with Jim Carrey. Yeah. And so you play through the, the first three books because the movie <coughs> went through the first three books, um, which was unfortunate. I actually enjoyed that movie. I wish it would have. Did they do multiple books in one movie? From they did, what I they remember? did three, which was kind of rushed. So how many books were there? Thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah. And whatever happened at the end? Um, I've heard that the 13th book was disappointing. I think I got through like 11. I loved those books though. They're really good. Because they were hardbound or like hardcover books and the pages were like burnt and cut yeah. or whatever. Um, and plus you could like fly through them too. Super quick reads. Great stories. Uh, you know what I haven't watched is the Netflix series with, uh, Patrick, Neil Patrick Harris. Okay. Uh, I don't know what happened in the end though. I heard that was pretty disappointing though. Okay, because I was curious, whatever happened, because he was like a butler and they're orphans or something? Well, Count Olaf, he like adopted them because he wanted to inherit their fortune. But yeah. then there's like long drawn out story about like their parents burning in like a fire that Count Olaf started or something like that. Uh, it's been years since I've read the books. I can't remember. Yeah. I was reading those in like fifth and sixth grade, I think. Yeah. I just remember I really liked them. And then the other series I really want to read is the Dragon series, the... Oh, like um, Aragon, Aragon. Eldest, 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 or something like that. Brinstar, or something like that. Yeah, something like Brissinger. Brissinger, you have all the, you have, yeah. a, you have all the, the books. dragon word for fire. Yes. Yeah, Dracarys. Christopher Polini or whatever the uh, the author is. I think he wrote the first book when he was like fifteen. He's in like old. high school. Yeah. yeah. Um, Apparently, it's really modeled off of like the Star Wars plot with like the Emperor and things. Oh, really? Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, most disappointing gift? Um, I don't know if I can remember really a disappointing gift. I think it's going to kind of play into one of the stories I have. It was, um, I th- like I asked for a GameCube from Santa, mm-hmm. and the box, like the parent, the box that it was put in, totally wasn't a GameCube box. It oh. was like something totally different, and like all I wanted was that silver GameCube for Smash Bros. and like Sunshine and everything. So I was so disappointed. I think I started crying. Oh, well, I was like, yeah. looking back at that, I'm like, I was such a spoiled little brat. For, oh, we like, all were at some point. Yeah. For crying over not getting the gift. And then I ended up opening it. So I think it was that was the most disappointing moment, thinking I didn't get the GameCube. And then you actually got it. Yeah. Because parents are awesome. Yeah. Nice. Uh, next question comes in from... Ryan himself, <laughs> when are you getting a dog? So preface this by saying that uh, I was posting a bunch of pictures on Instagram. Laura and I were up late listening to some records, and she was, like, sad for whatever reason. She really wants a dog, bottom line. And yeah. so I basically – in our apartment complex that we currently live in doesn't allow dogs. Mm-hmm. And so we're thinking about renewing our lease next year in May, but considering Lauren wants a dog, I might – we might, might need to move. I mean, I want a dog too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. So we'll probably end up moving. Yeah. So the answer to that question is as soon as we move. Do it. Um, Logan writes in and says, what do you guys think the other got you? I'm going to guess a hidden blade. <laughs> also, what age did you believe in Santa till? What? Santa's real. When did you stop believing in Santa? I think is. Well, I never stopped. 
he's not real. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I was out on the patio once. I actually distinctly remember with my dad. And we were just talking about a bunch of random stuff. It was actually last week. And uh, when did the magic of Christmas die? <laughs> <laughs> no. So I must have been, I don't remember the age. I just when remember. Tim Allen killed it. Yeah. I just remember talking with my dad and I just, he was asking me questions. He was almost like leading me to the path of like crushing my Christmas spirit about Christmas yeah. or Santa not being real. And then eventually I was just like, yeah, I don't really think Santa's real. And he's like, he's not. He's like, what do you think about the Easter bunny? And I was like, here, let's just kill all your joy at <laughs> He's once. not real. And then he just like went down the list. And I just like ran in crying eventually. Yeah. He was just like, my life is a Thor, lie. not real. <laughs> um, Who's going to save Asgard? <laughs> Mason, recent friend of the show, writes in, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? There's only one correct answer to this question. Die Hard or a Christmas movie? No, he said, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? I, I saw something about that. Is it? Yeah, the people say it is because I'm pretty sure it takes place. During Christmas? Yeah. That's why there were commercials for it. Like on Instagram, it was like Die Hard, the Christmas movie. And I was like, yeah. did I miss one of those? No, people basically just, it's not like a Christmas special, like the Star Wars like Christmas special. It's not yeah. like that. Okay. People like legitimately consider it a Christmas movie. And I'm not in the camp where I say it's not, but it's not like an annual Christmas movie that I go to. I'm more of a, yeah. I'm more, I'm more of a Home Alone type of person. But, yeah. Um, I don't gather around the fire. What do you fire. guys watch as a family? Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yippee Kaye, right? Uh, let's see. Those are the, all of the Instagram questions. Thanks, friends. We got <coughs> one email this week. Can you guess it's from? Jeremy? Close. Executive producer of the show, <laughs> Travis. Ho, ho, frickin' ho, is what he says. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Oh, so so rude of you uh, to call Ryan a filthy animal like that. Thank you for an entertaining year. <laughs> I did shower before this, so. Oh, you should tell the listeners what you're wearing. It's kind of actually pretty festive. Um, so I'm wearing a ugly Christmas sweater, and it has Star Wars on it. Bunch of stormtroopers, and then Darth, Darth Vader's, Vader's in the center. Space, and then a little ATATs and Tie Fighters at the bottom. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for an entertaining year. I'm looking forward to everything you have in store for us in 2019. This is actually the last show, Travis. I'm sorry. At the risk of asking about something you've already <laughs> for the podcast, you're already planning to discuss. Here's a couple Christmas questions for you. Number one, Rusty has talked about great Christmases before, but I was hoping to hear about both of your favorite gaming Christmas memories. I've received many of my favorite games at Christmas: Sonic and Knuckles, Banjo Kazooie, Metroid Prime, and The Incredible Hulk: Ultimate Destruction, to name a few. Ryan, you want to just start getting into Christmas memories with this <coughs> that are gaming related, I suppose. Yeah, it was definitely the GameCube. I had seen commercials for it. Obviously, the new Smash was tied in with that one. Mm -hmm. And coming from the N64 and now going back and seeing the N64, how slow and crappy of graphics. And then being able to play like at the my dad's work like festival thing where mm -hmm. I got to play the Smash Bros. before I had a GameCube and playing on that like Donkey Kong uh, map with the logs in the river. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then wanting that so bad after that and then just the graphics were amazing just everything um and then i cried when i didn't get it like i said earlier mm. and then when i finally opened it up and it was that silver like limited edition silver controller with an extra black controller oh so good yeah i was i was so excited and then i got sunshine as well nice 
I think the first time I have a couple uh, gaming related memories here. The first time <laughs> I saw the GameCube was when I went into this store that's now no longer in existence called Trading Zone. Okay. And it was over by remember where the Dollar Theater used to be? Yes. It's still there, but it's not the same. It still it like now basically plays the movies that are out currently, but just kind of discounted. Yeah, because that's where Lauren got her samurai swords over there. Yeah, there's like yeah. a lot of really weird stores over there. Yeah. But anyways, so I remember going in there, and this is, the I was at the heyday, the, the peak of the N64 era for me. Um, they still had like N64 boxes lining all the shelves and everything. was just yeah. incredible. Oh, so awesome. All of them were like sun faded and everything. But I walk into this store and I see all these people crowding around this kiosk. Man, yeah. this gaming kiosk. Remember those? Yeah. The best. So we walk in, and or my dad and I, and uh, whenever I walk into gaming stores with my dad, he kind of just fiddles off into wherever he, he goes. He doesn't yeah. really care. And I see this these kids just going nuts with this weirdo-looking controller. I, of course, I've never seen it before. Yeah. And he's holding this purple controller, the GameCube controller. Yeah. And, of course, the kiosk has this, like one of those net weirdo little black things like tying it to the kiosk. Yeah. And... Uh, He's playing Super Mario Sunshine, and I just see this game with these crisp 3D graphics that far surpass what I saw in Super Mario 64 for the yeah. N64, and you're just on this beach with this really enjoyable, delightful music. It was really heavy music. You're in, like, what is it, Delfino Square or whatever? Mm -hmm. The plaza? Yeah. and Yeah, Delfino Plaza. And he has this, like, little water pack on his back, and he's jumping all over the place, and he uses the water, like, hover over the everything, and completely mesmerized. And I just waited in anticipation until these kids ran away, so I could get Until my, my dad socked one in the face, and we were the big kids of the yard. <laughs> exactly. So I waited until they scrambled away, and then I finally got the chance to play this game. And I just couldn't believe it. I was completely swept away, sold on the GameCube. Unfortunately, it wasn't until, like, two, three years later that I actually got one. Mm -hmm. um, it was much, much after the launch of the system itself. But just that memory that's so ingrained in my mind, I'm so happy that I still have that memory of seeing the GameCube for the first time, seeing Super Mario Sunshine for the first time, completely blown away how amazing the graphics were. And the yeah. music, too, which is so catchy and memorable. I freaking love that game. <laughs> it's, it's a great game. It's a great system. I mean, I, I think... It's such a unique take on Mario. I mean... With the new Odyssey and stuff, it's a new take with, like, checking hats and, like, Galaxy. I've never actually played, but it's unique. But the whole having a water jet pack that can restore and different nozzles and things. Yeah, I think was it really fun. was kind of divisive. I don't think everyone loved it. Um, well, the people who didn't like it can go to hell. Wow. Merry Christmas, folks. Yeah. So, anyways, um, yeah, I think the GameCube, I think Nintendo's getting back to doing really unique things with their characters. Mm -hmm. um, I hope they continue to do that. Because I think the GameCube saw some of the the weirdest, but some of the best games in Nintendo's history. What's that, like Mario and Rabbits or whatever? That's, nah, I mean, well... That's like a... The Kingdom Battle. Yeah. I think that's a, a unique... Kingdom Battle. Yeah, so it basically plays like a, <coughs> like a real-time strategy game almost. Okay. And like a very dumbed-down like Fire Emblem. Uh, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've actually heard it's, it gets quite difficult, but Grant Kirkhope, who of course composed Banjo-Kazooie, Perfect mm -hmm. Dark... He composed the soundtrack to that game. Oh, nice. Um, so I actually do want to get that. It was actually on sale for like 20 bucks brand new uh, at GameStop a couple weeks ago, and I never picked it up just because I have so many games to play at this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love the GameCube. I think there's just so many unique games. You got Star Fox Assault, Luigi's Mansion, Metroid Prime went to 3D. Um, 
Kirby's Air Ride. Just wacky games. Air Ride. Yeah, it's basically a racing game on rails. You're playing mm. different Kirby people. Okay. Really cool stuff. Anyways, my next memory is my most fond of them all, Ryan. Okay. I've talked about it of multiple times all. in this podcast, but we have new listeners, so I'm going to tell it again. Okay. Rusty's parents got divorced when he was five years old. <laughs> <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> to kick it off, okay? Very uh, cordial divorce. They're uh, very friendly with each other now. It's all, all good and well. But anyways... Uh, we lived in, they lived in relatively close proximity to one another and we kind of go back and forth, my sister and I, and, uh, my dad got us a PS2 early on, uh, in the, in the console's launch. And I think with that, I got like Jack and Daxter, um, Gran Turismo 3, Hot Shots Golf 3 and like Madden or something like that. Um, I don't really distinctly remember getting that console, but what I do remember is when I bugged my mom for an entire year to get a PlayStation 2, uh, for me. And she wasn't very well off. My mom doesn't have the most lucrative of professions. She's a, a hairstylist. But she uh, is, a, is like a super mom because I begged her for the whole year to get me a PlayStation 2 leading up to the release of Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, mm-hmm. both the game by EA and, of course, the movie. And uh, 15 years ago, last week, the movie released, actually. Really? Yeah. I need to sit down and watch them over this break. Yeah, me too. Well, I paint exactly. Bloodborne. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so she repeatedly told me that she didn't have the money and it wasn't going to happen this Christmas. And so I, I was, of course, understanding, but little 10 year old Rusty was mad. Mm-hmm. And so Christmas day comes, my sister and I, of course, ripped through all of our gifts and, uh, no PS2 to be had. It's fine. And, uh, what was really fun too, you is already accepted your crush dreams. I did. But what my mom did every Christmas is that she would get me a different season of the Simpsons starting from uh-huh. season one, which was always so fun because, um, one year she got me a portable DVD player. So I just remember like sitting there with headphones at the dinner table, like swapping these discs out. And I watched the first season of the Simpsons like a hundred times. Um, I would just watch that same season the whole year in anticipation of getting the next good yeah. stuff. Anyways. So I open up all my gifts, of course, no PS2. And then if my mom says, all right, each of you have one more gift, both my sister and I, and she brings out this very big box Larger than what I than what I expect a PS2 to be in. Yeah, right? similar to your similar game Cube to situation. Because the cube was small. It was. It was a tiny little cube. It was. Um, and so I open up this gift, and it's just a generic brown box, garbage. Yeah. And then I open up the box, and there's like, uh, not circus peanuts. What the heck are those? Packing peanuts or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, there's those things. The things. If you put it in gasoline, it turns into napalm, and then you can burn things for a longer like seven times longer than probably not something you should say in the podcast but moving on so (laughs) well if you here's the recipe for name palm kids exactly (laughs) so i open up the box and out comes a fat ps2 with two controllers no i'm serious it wasn't the slim model it was the ps2 fat yeah and that's how they market it a brand you ever want a fat (laughs) (laughs) you like do you like big beautiful women you'll love our ps2 it's fat <laughs> yes that was the marketing plan for, for sony <laughs> yeah. for years and then slim was the new thing so uh everyone was doing i'm just picturing like the atkins diet there's like no no there's just plus size models just doing the wave in the background <laughs> and then there's just like this japanese dude who's suit he's like fat for the japanese culture yeah he comes in like in a sumu like probably a sumu suit and he's like hey ladies <laughs> You, get, you ever want a, a fat PS2? 
And he's uh, just like rubbing butter on himself. <laughs> and like there's like a peanut butter fountain in the background. <laughs> and they just drench everyone in like fondue at the end. How do you think about these things? Why do you think about these things? <laughs> That's where my mind goes when you think of P- fat PS2. Okay. Well, does yours not? It's <laughs> the only logical progression. Yeah, it seems so. Uh, no. But anyways, so out comes the PS2, right? There's like Mount Fuji Dude, in the background. Dude, you're crushing my uh, Christmas I'm story sorry. here. <laughs> Taking a sip of water. I need to relax. Uh, and yeah, PS2s. I got a brand new copy of Lord <coughs> of the Rings, The Return of the King. And that was the best was that the- freaking Christmas ever because that was a game that you could play co-op. So my sister and I stayed up. So that's at wall one. Right? All night, yep. Has like the dwarven wall. And yeah. as you went to the three paths, like Path of the King, Path of the Hobbits, Path of the uh, the uh, the Wizard. Mm-hmm. And the so Frodo ones were hard. They were very difficult. Because you have to play through Osgiliath with like Frodo or Sam. You're like yeah. throwing little knives at all the little goblins. Mm-hmm. And then you have to beat like a freaking Nazgul with like little stones. It's like... Yeah. There, there was no way. Like Lauren and I had to like level up our guy to maybe 10 or whatever before we can move on. Yeah, but and was... we had to co-op. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's no way I could have beaten that. Yeah. It's like Dark Souls Lord of the Rings style. Well, it really was The worst was, was really Sheila's freaking... Lair. Sheelob was really hard, that too. That was, like, nearly impossible. Uh, but anyway, Better so my, my sister and I played up that game, like, all night. What was so amazing, too, like, almost spoiler territory, was it had <coughs> cutscenes from the films yeah, as you did. played through each of the different... Uh, scenes but that i mean i've never seen a movie um or had anticipated a movie as much as i have lord of the rings return of the king um i don't think i ever will just because nostalgia and things yeah uh but that was such a memorable christmas because my mom (coughs) swore that she wasn't gonna be able to get it for us and then she got it for me oh and then my sister's gift um she literally had to like push this giant crate that was making noises and my sister is kind of like an, a huge animal lover. She's basically mm-hmm. like Jack Hanna or whatever. Um, and she ripped open like she she couldn't even wrap it. She had to just put like a giant like cloth cloth over it. And my sister ripped it off, and it was a ferret. Nice. And we had Jasmine for like eight years. What's the lifespan of a ferret? I don't know, but she lived a pretty long life. Yeah, because cats never die. I know they're like twenty years. Yeah, but uh, I wish dogs had that longevity. Yeah. I wish they had, like, a human amount of lives so you can get a dog yeah, and get a second dog. What's the deal with dog years? Like, what is that? Do you, do you want me to Google where dog years came from? No, I'm just... I, I think it's probably to translate how old they are relative to humans. Mm. Like, just... We age a lot slower, and they age a lot faster, so it's like a scaling mechanism, like a ratio, Got probably. It. Okay. Makes sense, I So, guess. like, a dog's 14, so it's, like, 150. Interesting. Like, it's really old kind of thing. Hmm. Okay. Uh, another memory of mine, I think I've talked about this in the podcast, too, was when my sister and I both got our Game Boy Colors and each got a uh, Pokemon Red and Blue. So, I got Pokemon Red with my <clears throat> teal Game Boy Color. My sister got the Strawberry Kiwi Game Boy Color with a copy of Pokemon Blue. And it took me about a week to get out of my room because I didn't know how to play the game. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Because I was like the, five or whatever I was. Yeah, so. I remember you talking about that on the first podcast that we did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and well, it was, I think it was like the second one. Cause it was the, no, it was the top ten games of all time. You talked about Pokemon. Oh, did I? Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm really surprised it took you. How about on uh, Pokemon Let's Go? Did it take you? 
like three weeks three, three weeks, weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's why it took so long for us to review it yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> uh, the next one that I had was when I got my Game Boy Advance SP with Pokemon Sapphire nice so my buddy Scott he always had like the latest and greatest video game system mm-hmm. and he came over one time and had um, it's so unfortunate he, he and his brothers had like a Sega Genesis Super Nintendo Nintendo Entertainment System and an N64 with pretty much the the greatest catalog of games the greatest hits for each of the consoles yeah they went to Game Crazy um, that was tied with Hollywood Video, and they w- traded in everything. And they only got enough to get the Game Boy Advance SP and a copy of um, Link's uh, Legend of Zelda, like Four Swords and Link to the Past duo game or whatever it was. Yeah. Like the same, two games in one. Um, so they traded all of that and only got like 100 bucks. Yeah. The, their return, the amount that they give you is bullshit well at the same time that was a that was an era where the the retro video game scene hadn't like skyrocketed back because yeah, it wasn't retro it yeah. really wasn't um they were just games <laughs> the, the n64 trading in a copy of like super mario 64 was like trading in a copy of call of duty th- modern warfare 3 it was like dime a dozen right yeah um but now conquer's bad fur days like 100 freaking dollars just for the cart yeah um heck smash is 60 bucks still the original. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, like, no case, nothing. Just 60 bucks. Yeah. But anyway, so he got the blue Game Boy Advance SP, and he was over at uh, my place while I was playing my old Game Boy Color. And I was like, Dad, Dad, look at this awesome new Game Boy Advance. I was like, it's like a lap, like a mini laptop. And he's like, Rusty, you already have a Game Boy. And I was like, no, 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 you don't understand, Dad. It's the Game Boy Advance SP. <laughs> and that means nothing. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. We have a Game Boy Advanced this is the SP version. Yeah, basically, we need it. Super products. Exactly. What does the SP stand for? Uh, solar power. I have no Not solar power. I, what is it? Like a plug-in car? <laughs> I have no idea. Check that out. What's what's uh, what's Google tell us? What does... It's like a P have. SP in... Plug-in hydroelectric Game vehicle. Boy stand for? The Game Boy Advance SP released in February 2003 is an upgraded version of Nintendo's Game Boy Advance. The SP... Stands for special. That's what I was afraid of. Because I was going to say special and then Nintendo's I said Nintendo's naming conventions are the freaking worst. No, not as bad as Square Enix with their 1.5, 1.8. Super Mario Brothers? New Super Mario Brothers <laughs> 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. We. We. You. Nintendo Entertainment System. Where the heck did 360 come from? Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Well, they did Xbox 360. Why was it 360? I have no idea. Who knows? Then they went right to one. Because <laughs> they're like, oh, Sony does the PlayStation way outselling us. Sony does the best. They, 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 PlayStation 1. What do we name our second console? <laughs> PlayStation 2. Should we maybe go to four or three? PlayStation three. And then four. And then the next one is PlayStation SP. <laughs> Gosh, horrible. But anyways, so I told my dad that I really wanted it. And this was like in the summertime. Power. So, it requ- <laughs> so it required like six months of convincing him that I needed this console. Uh, but he got my sister and I the lime green editions and it actually came with a copy of Donkey Kong Country, the okay. Super Nintendo port. But for whatever reason, I, I didn't enjoy those types of games at the time. The and platformers. Those, yeah. That was hard because that's. 
I never got an SP, but I went out and bought one now that I have an income. Because I'm like, I've always wanted one. I'm going to get one. And it, it's pristine. Oh, they're great consoles. So yeah. I got one, and then I got the Mario Donkey Kong Country. And nice. It's, it's difficult. Oh, they're hard games, but they're really fun, and the music is terrific. But I didn't want those get that game, and neither did my sister. So he, of course, traded those in, got a, couple, a little, little bit of credit, and then bought... Um, Sapphire and Ruby for my sister and I. Nice. I got Sapphire. My sister got Ruby. Yeah, can I? I couldn't imagine being a parent trying to figure out what games you want if the kid doesn't tell you. <laughs> no, you know what's amazing. What do you want? I I don't know. Does he want Halo or does he want like tropical kids like <laughs> do first grade math? Like well, like oh, I wonder. Well, can you imagine going into a, a game store like when the Wii and the Wii U were out and uh, like not knowing the difference as a parent? Like, is it just a like a different add-on? Like he wants Wii Mario. U. Well, does he want new Super Mario Brothers U for the, the Wii? Or does he want new Super Mario Brothers for the Wii U? Error. Uh, Error. Uh, <laughs> 404. <laughs> does not compute. <laughs> like, <laughs> How would the parent freaking know? I mean... You're like, shit, what do we have? <laughs> like, do you have a gamepad? Or do you want Super Mario Maker U for the Wii U? Or do you want Super Mario Brothers Deluxe Luigi Edition? <laughs> like... Yeah. Or maybe does he want the family edition where Luigi has a main story? Oh my god. And gets gosh. married and then has a divorce with like <laughs> Daisy because they weren't getting along because he just he loved to vacuum everything and then he started vacuuming the yards and the neighbors got mad because who wants someone in the subdivision? And then the uh, subdivision association had to get involved. Oh, that's the worst. And then he was just the embarrassment of the like neighborhood get togethers. Mm-hmm. And then he tried to Yeah, it was just what was Travis's question? <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, Christmases. Um, Could you imagine someone vacuuming? I'm, there has to have, be one person who vacuumed their front yard. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably. He's probably in an insane asylum now, though. Yeah. Luigi. Mm-hmm. Um, what are we, question two? <laughs> yeah, question number two. Let's get real. Any great di- Christmas disappointments? Which I think we already answered. We kind of talked about that. So I'm trying to think of anything else. Series of Unfortunate Events is up there. Um, that was a disappointment? Yeah. Because oh, I, the game. Sorry, yeah, I'm, we, I'm still thinking of the book. Yeah, we finished the, the game so quickly. Um, ooh, back on the PlayStation 1, I asked for Madden one year. And I got the Madden with Dante Culpepper on the front cover with uh, the Minnesota Vikings old quarterback. Okay. Um, probably 2002, maybe? No, I think it was Michael Vick. No, Michael Vick was 2004. I think it was 2002. Dude, I don't know names. Like, so you can throw out names of anyone. But anyways... You know John Smith, the pioneer? He was on the pioneers, (laughs) not the pioneer himself. But there's also a dude named John Smith. (laughs) Hold on. Madden 2002. You know, he shanked Pokemon. What's up? Dante Culpepper on the front cover. Got it. So anyways... I was playing this game on the PS1, balls to the wall, difficult. Like the one you just got? Plus, I was nine, right? So I was really struggling, and I remember throwing the controller down, like quite literally just chucking it on the ground, yeah. like football spike. Ran to my room, sobbing on a controller blade. And my sister and I had bunk beds in my mom's, so I climbed from the top bunk and just like put the blanket over my face, and my mom came in and was like, Rusty, what's going on? And I was like, I can't win in Madden! <laughs> and... um. So her boyfriend at the time, he's like, well, wait until so-and-so gets home and uh, maybe he can help you. Well, he didn't do shit. I still lost and... Uh, he beat me <laughs> 64 to 3. Yeah. Or, yeah. So... To 2. 
He just gave you one touchback because he felt bad. <laughs> Lo and behold, I did not get another Madden until Madden 2003 with Marshall Falk. I think Marshall Falk was I think I only got one Madden, and my dad beat me every time at it. Yeah, Marshall Falk was on 2003, and my dad and I played it. Um, well, he actually coached me in the back. He he did the play calls. Okay. I mean, I tossed the ball to Isaac Bruce of Torrey Holt for a touchdown, running up the gut with Marshall Falk, Kurt Warner as quarterback. Dude, I just wrecked in that game. So when you start listing off names on like my, I just hear like the Charlie Brown teacher, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> like when people introduce like a meeting new suppliers and stuff, they're like, Hey, I'm womp, womp, womp. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, Hey, nice to meet you. No, see, I'm really good like, at names. I know I am very much not, especially like sports, actors, actresses, video game stuff, singers, songwriters, musicians, artists. Places, things, people. No, see, I, I, well, so someone in our office who's a manager, well, Ryan, my old manager, was like, hey, Ryan, do you know the, um, he was basically saying, like, I know obscure shit, but mm-hmm. I don't know names. And I was very much collaborating or, like, agreeing with that. It's like, oh, what's the manager in this, like, team? And I'm like, I could picture the guy, and I very much knew his name. I just couldn't think of it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, when was, like, the fall or like the burning of Jerusalem. And I was like, oh, you know, uh, 60 CE. You're like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't know that. Yeah. Um, Any other Christmas disappointments, Ryan? No. Was today a disappointment? Every day that the sun doesn't rise is a disappointment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This podcast, man. Anyways, question number three. How long did you... No, someone actually... Someone said a phrase the other day. It was like, every day above ground is a good day. And I was like... Yes. Jeez. Like, it was like the last day before, like, we went on Christmas, like, shut down. Every day above ground is a good day. (laughs) It's just like, get motivated, I guess. (laughs) I'm like, you're alive. Oh, I woke up today. (laughs) Balls. (laughs) Like, my gosh. Uh, question number three. Oh, here we go. Lots of duplicates today. I mean, how can you, it's tough to talk about Christmas with like, um, not duplicating questions here. Yeah. How long did you believe in Santa and when did you discover the truth? Well, I remember when I was not a fan of Santa and, uh, I got kidnapped by Krumpus Ooh. and beaten <laughs> by inches from death. No. How long did it, or what kind of like torture treatments did Krampus have? I think he beats you with something, like, while you're in the sack. Like, like metal candy canes or something. (laughs) Well, so he has the deer just kick you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, you can die from that. You can. Yeah. When people, like, hit deer. And they get, like, lodged in the, like, windshield, and they just start kicking, and they just get kicked in the head. What a way to go. (laughs) Yeah. Every day above ground's a good day. (laughs) Merry Christmas. And then you just hear, like, Deer noises. <laughs> what do deer sounds? <laughs> no, they do. They sound really weird. What was that again? <laughs> yeah, because remember in Get Out, um, you saw Get Out, right? When they hit, we the, watched it together. When they hit the deer, and it's like in the woods, and it's, it's making that sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what was the Santa? Yeah. How, How long, long did it? you believe? When did you discover the truth? Gosh, it was sometime in elementary school. Did you have a friend, like, ruin it for you? 
gosh, I don't know when. Like, I always thought it was a weird concept. And, like, I, the more I think about it now, I think it's a weirder concept. Like, that we are super happy about some dude breaking into our house. Mm-hmm. And, like, regardless of him giving gifts, just a really weird concept. It is. Didn't it start in, like, Germany or something? Yeah, it's a German thing. Like, I don't know when they started attributing Saint Nick, or, like, Saint Nicholas to Santa. Because yeah. they're very different. Like... Because <coughs> Saint Nick, or Saint Nicholas, his story was basically they were being, the kids were being overtaxed. Or, like, the people were being overtaxed. So he baked them food and gave them, like, money back mm. to the poor. And then it very much became like a consumerism, I think, early 1900s, where Santa was more about giving gifts to like your children opposed to giving to the poor, like the original concept. Interesting. Yeah. So thanks, America, <laughs> for that. Oh, great. Actually, if we if America spends every like the amount it does on Christmas, it could feed the entire world, like the starving population of the world. Wow. Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> You want a fat PS2, so <laughs> someone's going to die because of that. Okay, come Every on. day above ground is a good day <laughs> with a fat PS2. It is. Oh, my gosh. And we're horrible food on people. your table. Merry Christmas to you and yours <laughs> from Travis. Merry freaking Christmas, <laughs> bitches. Wow. <laughs> what an email. <laughs> Every day above ground's a good day. <laughs> Oh man, what a quote that is! I know. I was like, "Holy cow!" Like, if you want to demoralize someone, that's what you say. Like, oh, every day above ground's a good day. Well, just like it was just like wrecking things. Yeah, it was like completely out of the blue, and you just like no emotion. You know, every day above ground's a good day. (laughs) Cool. I'm gonna answer this email where things are on fire. Like. Really getting me motivated for my oh last Oh my day. gosh. Um, what about some Christmas traditions? You want to talk about some of those, Ryan? Yeah, I need a glass of water first. Okay, well, I'll start talking about mine. Okay. So one of my favorite things to do around Christmas, um, or something I did with my mom and my sister quite a bit, was watching all of our favorite little claymation movies. So you've got Frosty the Snowman. Knox Corner. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Christmas Without a Santa Claus. All those like really fun claymation puppet movies did you ever watch knox corner uh is that the sequel to krampus <laughs> return of the krampus <laughs> no it's uh knox corner was like a claymation um what was it that, knox corner yeah i think it started with a k but we we should watch this after the lauren will remember i don't want to yell to get her attention but Knox Corner was like these blue clay dudes, and they had like really stupid. When Yin Gabriel knocks down the corner three jumper, Southeastern Conference is the first. Close. Google. But no cigar. So, no. Are you sure it's. <coughs> Go to YouTube. Nah, we'll find it later. Yeah, we'll find it later. There's one about a diving board, and yeah, that's good. It sounds r- riveting, as you would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One was about a diving board. <laughs> Dude, it's been so many years. Um, yeah, we... Yeah, the Frosty the Snowman was one. We didn't really watch it as much as that classic um, Rudolph. Mm-hmm. 
Rudolph. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Rudolph. Rudolph. Like Dolph. Like a German. Like no, Adolf. There's, there's no L. Dolph. Because <laughs> you know I can't pronounce my L's. Dude, I, I was like, I'm questioning. Is like Gandalf or Dolph? <laughs> Gandalf. Gandalf. <laughs> oh man. Was it? No, it's it's Gandalf. Rudolph. Dude, it's Rudolph. It's Rudolph. I was kidding. Who <laughs> am I? You're like questioning everything. Yeah, I'm like... <sighs> the Heat Miser? Like, yeah, I do. That was a good one. Um, yeah, so that's one of my favorite traditions. I think another one was more just like when my mom would give me um, a different season of The Simpsons every year. Okay. That was a fun little tradition. Um, yeah, we had... Um, we did a present the night before Christmas. Yes, that's definitely... Before a... bed. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that we did. Um, now, how did our how did our parents like explain that away? Like, was it just like Santa swung by and threw one gift down the well, chimney? Well, it was never like a Santa's present. It was always like a present from like them or okay. from like a different relative. Yeah, he was just taking a practice run around the world because <laughs> yeah. he has to go to like a million places. <laughs> Why did? No, I'm not, I can't say that one. Probably not. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it was it was always a gift from them or, yeah. So Another Lorna. one was um, Luther Vandross, great singer. Cool. So we'd go around the uh, different neighborhoods and look at all the Christmas lights, listen to Luther. Okay. Do you ever go around looking at Christmas lights on the houses? Yeah, and then we also had zoo lights. Oh yeah, zoo lights are great. So that was fun. <coughs> um, we always had stockings as well. Mom still likes to do stockings. My but, mom's obsessed with that, yeah. Well, like, now it's just full of candy, and we're like, oh, we're trying to eat vegetables and stuff, and, like, we don't really want candy. Um, but, what do you mean you don't want candy? Uh, Give me a break. I, I'd rather have Pringles, man. Those nasty mustard Pringles that you guys like? Whoa, 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 you whore. <laughs> okay, <laughs> calm down. They are great. No. There's they're... honey mustard, and then there's salt and vinegar. Which... Both no. are great. I'd rather See, I'd I, rather play the water temple six. I'd rather play the water temple exclusively than eat those nasty things. You sound like a douche. <laughs> Sounds like you. Like the last I, I know exactly what you were doing. Um, yeah, those are good. Well, I'm more of a salt person than I am like a sugar person. Okay. Yeah, so I'm very much more Pringles or chips. Opposed to like cookies or spam, meat in a can. <laughs> meat in a can. You never had spam before. You've, you've never been to the sex club. Meat in a can. <laughs> <laughs> meat in a. It's like digging a box, but it's a different holiday. Oh my gosh! Oh, meat in a can. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast has been so anywhere derailed. Christmas. Have you ever? Did you guys ever hide the pickle? <laughs> what? <laughs> so we used to have like a pickle. Or, yeah, looking back, out of context, hiding the pickle does not sound like a Christmas tradition. <laughs> Especially when we're talking about meat in a can. Like, yeah. <laughs> no. So we had a uh, a pickle ornament that we would like put on. The parents would put on a tree, and we'd have to find the pickle on the Christmas tree, and whoever. Found it first, I think, got to open up presents first. Interesting. 
I was talking to Lauren before this, and she actually said it was a German tradition. Okay, sounds about so, right. Yeah, they're weird with their crumpets and yeah. their hiding pickles. And their sauerkraut. They can. Bratwursts are good, too. They are. I don't like sauerkraut. I like German beer. Yeah. Only if it's a Pilsner. Anything else, not, not a big fan. Yeah. No. So hiding a pickle is one thing we did. Um, we go every year... <coughs> To this candlelight service, mm-hmm. and I'm very much a pyro, so I really enjoy that. Um, <laughs> so we, <laughs> well, for the number of stories I've said, oh yeah, I was doing thermite, or I was making a smoke bomb, or like, hey, here's how you make napalm. People are gonna be thinking like you're like a terrorist making all these kinds of crazy things. No, I don't use um, fertilizer. I use stump killer. Oh, because that's. Wh- Sure. We're not even going to go there. No, ammonium nitrate versus potassium nitrate. Sure. Potassium nitrate is smoke bombs. Ammonium nitrate is what they use for, like, to blow up the World Trade Centers the first time. Okay, moving along. What's your next Christmas tradition? <laughs> um, my next one is we had, like, countdown books. Oh, yeah, those are great. Yeah. Like, you open up and there's little chocolates in them? Well, there's those are the calendars. Oh. We had, like, actual books. So they, oh, like... You guys were special. Like, for the Christmas story, like, each day would be, like, a little blurb or it was like really you know those silver spine books like each yeah, one yeah, of those yeah. were like yeah, kind of like that like little picture ones like mm-hmm. yeah story books yeah so those are cool um one other thing we would decorate a tree in the woods so like what? behind my parents house they had like woods obviously and we would have a tree that we would string like popcorn mm. on like a just a string of i guess and we put that on a tree and it was for the deer oh nice like out there um, and then one other thing, the last thing is we'd always obviously put a uh, plate out for Santa. Did you guys have like, um, <coughs> did your parents ever have like little footprints the next morning? I don't know if they did that. They would always have it eaten. So we would do cookies for Santa, carrots for the reindeer. Yeah, we do that too. And then my grandpa, Lauren was telling me this earlier. I totally forgot about this. My grandpa on my mom's side is a do- was a doctor. Mm-hmm. And he said to leave out Tums and aspirin for Santa because he's eating cookie at every single house. He's going to have heartburn. <laughs> I was like, that's great. Yeah, he'd probably die of like... Oh, he'd definitely die. Oh my gosh. Millions of cookies. <laughs> Consume. He probably just like hibernates, right? I mean, no, all year. He doesn't do a diabetic coma. <laughs> like comas for a full year. As yeah. he metabolizes how many cookies? Millions of cookies. Probably billions. There's billions of people in the world, right? I mean, there's yeah, 7.6 billion or something. Some people don't have houses. Some people can't afford cookies. And then there's also people clustered together. And like, we had a four-person family, so that's one cookie. Every day above ground's a good day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. Every day above snow is a good day. Yeah. Um, any other Christmas traditions? Um, those were the main ones that I could think of. Um, we did another, I guess I have two other Christmas memories besides the GameCube. Go for it. Okay. So one of them was Lauren and I made gingerbread houses Mm -hmm. and we did this a few times. You'd get like the little building block kits and you'd try to put them together. So we, I think we got a couple extra kits and we were trying to make like a fortress, like the gingerbread fortress. Because I've seen people on the internet, they have um, like freaking made Hogwarts castle. Oh yeah. a freaking gingerbread. Wild. Mm-hmm. And <coughs> I was like, cool, we can do that. So we started 
did not go well. Like we made a house and then it just all fell apart. Like we couldn't get the roofs to stick and it was just bad. So what Lauren and I ended up doing, and I think on you know the cassette tapes were cassette tapes where they used to video. Like you said before they had like DVDs and things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So VHS tapes, just what you're talking about. I think we used they actually recorded us, but it was Lauren and I just freaking karate chopping our like <laughs> gingerbread houses, screaming and like, <laughs> yeah. So we were just, just annihilating them. Um, and then we had, I guess another gingerbread thing is we at school back in elementary school would have like a gingerbread house making day with like everyone in whatever grades. <laughs> and I was a chubby little kid. And I really wanted this candy. So what I did (laughs) was I just loaded my gingerbread house. Like it was the most (laughs) unesthetically pleasing house. But I just loaded it up with candy. Like I frostinged like an inch thick my entire front yard of like (laughs) my thing. Because it was in one of those trays that they give you for lunch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So like you would have those little compartments and I would fill them up with candy and like solidify them so they didn't know i was taking it yeah like i'd put not you not candy corn but like um dots or something oh yeah put the dots underneath and then i'd fill it with frosting so they couldn't see that i was just taking purely dots in my yard or gumdrops you have gumdrops probably yeah it was probably gumdrops and then yeah i was yeah um and then nice never really i don't think i've ever made a gingerbread house honestly that would be fun to do eventually. Yeah, Lauren and I should do that. <laughs> um, it's at least worth having the experience once. So I can crush it with my hand afterwards. <laughs> yeah. You better <laughs> eat spoiled or like stale. Gingerbread Gin- cookies actually sound really good right now. They do. Yeah. Yeah. Or you, chili. Is that what your parents are having tonight? Yeah, chili and fritos. Sounds mm. really good. Yeah. Um, and then let's see. What we also used to do always was for Christmas Day, we would go over to Uncle Tom's. Oh, yeah. <coughs> and we'd see all the cousins and they'd have gifts. We don't do gifts with them now because we're older. Mm-hmm. It's more for the like the grandchildren and things. But we don't. they have a pool table there and then we'd play Smash. Like we'd bring over the Wii. Oh, yeah. And I think that was the time where we had, um, what was that dance game? Dance Dance Revolution? No. Just Dance. Just Dance. Mm-hmm. So we had Uncle Tom and Dad oh, gosh. facing each other. In Keeping the- in mind, these guys are like 6'4". Like, yeah. They're huge. And just not coordinated. Not at all. Yeah. They're the whitest men you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You ever see Frosty the Snowman? <laughs> yeah. That's my dad. Puts him to shame. I guess one more memory that I have... Um, Going over to my dad's before my sister and I had like significant others. Mm-hmm. Um, we're big movie people, and we typically get like movies for Christmas, and so all three of us would pick a movie to watch that day. Yeah, usually un- un- not Christmas related. It'd just be like, um, like I remember one Christmas I picked Guardians of the Galaxy when that came out. Yeah, my sister picked like Brave or something like that, uh, the Pixar movie. We you know we just each pick a movie. And Was Brave good? Love it. Is that the one with the mom's a bear? Yes. I've never seen that. Oh, I'll let you borrow it. It's Okay. I've wanted to see it because Lauren said it was totally underhyped, but it was amazing. It really is. And it's set in Scotland. The music's tr- just so, so good. Um, Scottish accents. Uh-huh. Her three little brothers are so adorable and hilarious. Watch it today. You should. Yeah. It's really, really good. I'll finish the episode of Lucifer and then go right into like a Pixar movie. Yeah. Actually, 
Lucifer is a really good show. Yeah. Lucifer is actually in the Marvel Universe. Marvel or DC? I think he's in Marvel Universe. Sure, sounds more of a DC character. Uh, Thor is technically, like, a god, but he's in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, it's true. Huh, okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna, on my work computer, is Lucifer in... <laughs> 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 like, uh, okay. Um, no, it's... Basically, Lucifer decides not to be, like, the ruler of hell, because he kind of gets sick of it. Yeah. And he goes to Los Angeles and opens up, like, a nightclub, and then he starts, like, solving crime with this... It's kind of like Castle. Is it called Meat in a Can? <laughs> he, close. It's called Lux, but it's like an off-brand Meat in a Can. Basically, yeah. Yeah. So, it's actually a really good show, and Lucifer's is sassy and, like, just an asshole as what's he's like a funny who plays lucifer a very attractive man who yeah. plays i can't let me look it. yeah do it on your computer because mine can be tracked not that not in supernatural yeah that guy tom yeah. ellis What's Tom Ellis been in? Let's look at his little filmography here in his IMBD. His name sounds familiar. He's been in a bunch of random things. Random. A lot of TV shows that I never heard of. Yeah. Oh, Merlin. My sister likes that show. Yeah, a bunch of random stuff. But it's good. You recommend it. Yeah. Definitely worth watching. There are three seasons on Netflix original Netflix. or not? No. Okay. No. Originally, I downloaded it off of a website, and then now it's finally, which was just like, so I watched those through season one, and then at the end of season one, there's a cliffhanger, so I never knew how that ended. So now I'm in season two. Okay, cool. cool. I watched a full season yesterday. <laughs> yeah, that's what you're yeah. supposed to do for break. Yeah, exactly. Straight chilling. Any more Christmas memories or anything? Um, so, so I guess to continue, so when we were at the Cousins, oh, yeah. <coughs> we... Um, we're playing Smash with the little, um, our little cousins, and I think it was Lauren or I. We actually we put the cousin on as CPU. Is it? Yeah. And he was like, oh, like I think the parents came over and were like, he's really good. <laughs> like, yeah, he is. He's a CPU. <laughs> he's not like, actually playing. And they just started laughing, but it was funny because. He's like, I don't know why my character's not moving how I do. It was like, oh, maybe you just input it wrong. <laughs> like, it's, maybe it's because you suck. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Be better. Yeah. So, yeah. It's... I think that's... Those were my main Christmas memories. Nice. Nice. Well, I think we're going to continue doing these uh, Christmas episodes as long as... Uh... Christmas become stays a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and this podcast remains a thing a year from now. Yeah. So, <laughs> I was like, where the hell is he going with this? You know, as long as Christmas is still a celebrated holiday, we don't switch back to Saturnalia. Every day above ground is a good day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Ryan, how do we end the show every week? Uh, crying, and then you say, bye, really drawn out. Yeah, but this week, we're doing things a little bit differently. Shaking it up. Because typically, Ryan, how do we start the show every week? You said end the show. I know I did. Okay. Yeah, but Ryan, how Gosh, do we... I hate you, Rusty. I like mixing... We start the show... <laughs> typically... Typically, with games we've been playing recently. But we're doing that at the end this yep. week. Because Christmas. So, Ryan, hmm. what have you been playing this week? So, 
<coughs> um, currently playing Dark Souls a little bit. Um, I got Kingdom Hearts 2.8, and I also got Nier Automata. Mm. So you said that I should play, what is it, Fragment of... Something. The Fragmentary Passage, it's Aqua yeah. Story. It leads into or the... Or the second half or continued of Aqua Story after the first Birth of Sleep, right? Birth by Sleep, yes. Yeah. This, so this leads into Kingdom Hearts 3. Yeah, so I never played Birth by Sleep. Um, I'm going to... I looked on how long it does it take to beat, and it's like 30 hours. And I'm like, I don't want to... There's three different characters. You have Aqua, Ventus, and Terra. Yeah, I was going to do Aqua. There's, yeah, you need to, for sure. She's the best playable one, yeah, because oh, also the second, yeah. But anyways, so that is three stories or three characters. All their stories, of course, take place simultaneously. You go to the same world, yeah. but you see different areas of the story. Okay. So, for instance, as Aqua, you help prepare the dress so Cinderella can go to the ball. But as Ventus, you like help get her there, and as Terra, you help like escort her home or whatever. Okay. So it's it's really unique how they kind of interweave all these different stories. Yeah. But so you don't, not you don't need thing. to play all three of them. Okay. If, you, if you're a Kingdom Hearts like snob like myself, you will. But um, you're Ryan, so you're not going to. Because you're just a waste of skin. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> a waste of skin. Yeah. Um, Every day above ground's a good day. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, yeah, so I got that one. I'm currently, like I said earlier, watching Lucifer. So I didn't. I wanted to concentrate on, not concentrate on the show, but concentrate on the story of Kingdom Hearts when I play it. So I'm playing Dark Souls to just kind of mindlessly hack and slash. Um, and then I played like an hour of Nier Automata. It's, holy cow, it's crazy large scale. Wait, what are we talking about? I'm sorry. Nier Automata? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... It's really interesting. It has a very arcadey feel, like the way that it does some of the angles. So, like the first, what's that, space invaders or whatever, where you, like, you get you have a spaceship and you're going straight, and then like you get different guns and things. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, either Galaga or space invaders. Yeah. yeah. So, like the opening is basically playing like that. And it's really cool. Interesting. And then you get like a Gundam kind of like configuration. Well, your spaceship turns into like a Gundam and you can go 360 degrees and shoot in 360 degrees. What the heck? And then like sometimes you're doing top view of your fighting. Sometimes you're doing like 2D and sometimes it's 3D. Interesting. Like it's a really interesting take on how they do it. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you on the store, it's $60 on the PlayStation store. Mm-hmm. And I've been waiting for it to go on sale or to find a copy and... So I was able to find one for like 30 bucks. I wasn't going to say anything when you bought it yesterday because I knew you were excited. Um, but the developer of the game just announced that like in February, the definitive edition is coming out with like all the DLC or whatever. Not that it really matters. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. I, I really wanted to play the story. Yeah. No, nah, I figured. Um, well, shit. Yeah. No, that, that's fine. Um, no, it's going to really bug Ryan. <laughs> no, it's not because... No, not really. I mean, if it was a game like Dark Souls, like I have the full DLC versions of those games. Yeah. Which is cool. As far as like a new game that I just really want to go through and beat or like play through to experience, I don't really necessarily need the DLC. Yeah. If anything, I will give my copy to you and I will get the DLC copy. But like that's a... 
that's the thing that irritated me about Horizon. Um, I got Horizon at like $60, and then the new, like, white-covered version of Horizon came out. I'm like, oh, this is so beautiful, mm-hmm. like the cover of that one. And I just want that cover art opposed to, yeah, it's where they get you. Yep, those complete editions, Game of the Year <laughs> editions, whatever they are. Yeah, so then I also been playing Skyrim because we were talking last episode about how we wanted to play Skyrim. Um, how so- about I talk about the game I've been playing recently other than Skyrim, and okay. then we'll get into that. Sounds good. So I downloaded a couple weeks back, uh, there's always those PlayStation sales, right? Mm-hmm. And I picked up for $5 Mad Max, which doesn't actually, it basically follows the movie that came out like two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. Is um, this the first one? It's the well. It's not the first Mad Max game. There was a Mad Max game like the NES when Mel Gibson played the character. Okay. Um, but this is the first one for cur- certainly the current generation consoles. Okay. And it's probably the only one. I don't think it was received overly well. It was kind of just like a an average game. Well, because I think this one was really delayed from the first game, and at the time Mad Max was really edgy when it came out, and then by the time it like the second one came out because it was so pushed back. What do you mean was, the second one? Like. So there was a first one, and then there was a second one. This is the first Mad Max game, though. I thought there was, like, a really old Mad Max game. Maybe, like, on the NES, like, 25 yeah, yeah. years ago. Yeah, so that's ago. the first one. Uh-huh. And then, at the time, those kind of, like, kind of more risque shooter kind of concepts uh-huh. was really edgy, and that's what made people really like it Oh, okay. back in the day. And then when it got delayed and pushed out to this newer one, it wasn't received as well because the environment that it was presented in was okay. different. Yeah, so basically it's, it's kind like of... It's like MTV now versus when it originally came out. Oh, yeah. When it came out That's originally, something. it was like, oh, are they watching MTV and playing Grand Theft Auto? They're probably going to worship Satan and kill <laughs> other kids on the playground. But now it's like, oh, cool. Like, yeah. it said the F word six times. <laughs> Lame. <laughs> Like, if we didn't have a sacrifice and we didn't burn someone alive during the episode, it's not cool. Pretty much. Yeah. MTV 2019 <laughs> coming soon. So anyways, um, Mad Max is very much vehicular combat focused. So you have this car, and it, it is an set in open world. Um, I haven't played it yet, but I expect it to play similar to Borderlands, but just more yeah. single-player focused. Um, the game I have been playing that I also got for $5 was Injustice Gods Among Us. So this is a game that came out on the PS3 and Xbox 360. I think it was developed by the Mortal Kombat team. And uh, much better than Mortal Kombat versus DC, uh, if you ever played that um, mm-hmm. back on the 360. They basically removed what made Mortal Kombat great as far as like the violence aspect of it. And this game is kind of returned to form, I think. Um, I've only been playing the story. I'm about four chapters in and really taken aback at how polished a game this is certainly the fighting itself and the environments that you fight in um, are very interactive there's a lot of stuff going on in the background as you are just pummeling each other Um, things in the background are getting destroyed and glass is breaking think people are moving around Um, you can actually interact with the environment so if there's a trash can near you you can grab it and like throw it at the person yeah Um, and you can similar to other Mortal Kombat games um, you can move so you're on this 2d plane if you kick your player off the map he'll like fly through a building and then you'll go chase them down or whatever and whatever okay. um you have your ultimate moves um kind of like finishing moves from mortal Kombat, mm-hmm. but you basically as you fight this character you fill up this meter yeah and um 
you can activate the special move really anytime. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily kill the character. It just, of course, like knocks chucking it. a pie. No, yeah, chuck the pie, and then well, see, you didn't, you missed the whole animation. That like for the you Joker, missed the pie. yeah, he well, he ducked. But if you hit the person with the pie, Thus missing. it actually like cues this and this like animation where he gets up close to them, whacks them with the wrench, shoots them with a gun, and then takes a rocket launcher and shoots them with the face. Shoots them in the face. Sounds like a finishing move to me. As the Joker does. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, the story mode, I'm really surprised. So basically, it takes place where um, the Superman, um, the Joker basically somehow altered his mind. He had him drink something. So he thinks that he's fighting Doomsday when he's actually fighting Lois Lane, his wife. Yeah, one poses a bigger threat. <laughs> and he ends up murdering Lois Lane and his child. Who's unborn. Yeah. Well, no, I think he's, he's like a young child. Oh, okay. Um, I was thinking she was pregnant, and he murdered her, no. thus murdering the kid as No, well. I think he actually just, yeah, a young child, which I don't really know what's worse. I mean, pretty terrible stuff. But anyways, so he finds cool, out that the Joker did that to him. So he goes to Arkham, and Batman is actually interrogating the Joker yeah, at the yeah. time. And he, like, sh- Superman, like, busts through, shoves Batman aside, and rips Joker's heart out. Yeah, I think the, because I watched, I saw the comic of this. Like on Instagram one time, and I was like, "Oh, that's awesome, yeah. dude!" Like Batman's like, "Dude, why'd you do this? Like, it's not good." And Joker's like, "Ha ha ha ha!" And then you see like Superman come to, and he's like, "Oh!" And he like bursts through the wall and just shoves his hand through his chest. Yeah. And then you see Batman's reaction, like, "Oh!" Uh. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So then that kind of like cues like injustice, gods among us, like comes across the screen, and so that kind of kicks off the story. And the next thing you're playing. So do you is, get to actually like fight out the scene like super as Superman no, punching it, Lois it's, Lane? It's, no, 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 gosh, no. It's all. It's <laughs> Can all you imagine? No, that'd be horrible. It's all cinematic. Well, Finishing you move. You don't even see that. Okay. They just they you know Joker and Batman are talking about it, and then Superman comes in and talks about it as well. Yeah. But the next scene, um, basically, all these people like are invading Earth, and well, not, they're not invading Earth. They're just villains fighting the heroes, and Joker is getting ready to launch this, like, nuclear missile in um, uh, Metropolis, Mm -hmm. uh, which is Superman City. Yeah. And Batman is, like, this, like, slow-motion thing. He's trying to grab the Joker um, to stop him from pressing the button. And as he does that, they get, like, teleported to this alternate universe where everyone has a copy of themselves. So, like, Superman, of course, is now, like, a villain. Mm -hmm. And he's kind of, like, the puppet master with all the other villains so to speak yeah but even like the green arrow there's like the yellow arrow so he's like a bad everyone has like a dark alternative to themselves okay. but the heroes are there like a darker shade basically and so now all of the heroes are kind of coming together he's a teal he's dark blue superman <laughs> pretty much um <laughs> just like oh okay you crack yourself up I, you? I really do oh, i know it's, yeah <laughs> just one's really flamboyant mm-hmm. hey <laughs> I'm Teal Superman. <laughs> okay, so moving along here. Um, but yeah, that's, that's basically oh, that's it. I'm really enjoying the story because it's very much like Uncharted where you're, it seems like you're watching this movie and then you're like, oh, now I need to fight this person. Yeah. Um, so I'm loving it. I mean, I'm four chapters in. I started playing this morning and um, before we go to Christmas Eve service, I'll probably play a little bit more. So, um, I'm, I think that's really it. I played a little bit more Smash. I tried to... Did you beat the boss yet? No, I've just been unlocking uh, spirits. Okay. So I'll try and play like, if I'm playing like Skyrim for like three or four hours or whatever, I'll break up 
and play a little bit of Smash. Unlock Spirits. I think I have about a little over 600 now. Wow. Um, but it's so overwhelming that I have... I'm not even halfway there yet. Like, yeah, you're getting closer, though. Yeah, so... Um, but that's a fun little kind of distractor from anything else I'm playing, you know? Yeah. So... Because it seems like now, after playing Skyrim for a full week, like, basically nonstop, we're done with our Skyrim bender. Yeah. It's very much like you play a lot of Skyrim, and you're super immersed, and it's super rejuvenating and you you understand why you love the game but then it's also you have to put it down and you'll come back to it like later six months later or whatever yeah so yeah you want to talk about skyrim yeah you want to go first or do you want me to go first uh so i created a new character yeah his name is haldir haldir he's the dark elf nice bird from the ancient oak tree <laughs> and some random skyrim city that i don't know Okay. <laughs> and that's the backstory. So here's the thing. Ryan wanted to do this like long backstory of our characters, which I like the idea of until I started penning mine. And then I'm like, I'm really just wasting my time because I know Ryan is going to basically like, if I try to write a script and then Peter Jackson shows up and is like, no, here's the real script. So I kind of just let Ryan run with this and have his fun. So okay. Ryan, tell us about your character. So... My character's name is Carpet Saleswoman. Of course she it is. She is a Khajiit, and um, she comes from elsewhere where she was a prostitute. Yes. She, thus, Carpet Saleswoman. And she was, her pimp, who she murdered, was called Mr. Boots. Mm. And she obviously wanted to get out of the profession and kind of, thus, assassinating her, um, her pimp. So she gets trolleyed at the border. She gets caught. And then she was about to get killed for being with the storm cloaks. The and, border of what city? Um, Helgen's Keep. Ah, okay. Well, she was b the border of Elsewhere and Skyrim. That's where she got captured. Oh, And that's see. why she was in Helgen's Keep. Mm -hmm. And she, why she came to Skyrim was because she heard through the grapevine that the kind of the hierarchy of... The pimp tree was in Skyrim, so she was she came to figure out who she had to take out. Who is the pimp of all pimps? The pimp of all pimps. So <laughs> this carpet saleswoman, she uh, escapes Helgen's keep. She um, then goes to the I almost said tree beards, <laughs> <laughs> the long bearded dudes, the gray beards, the gray tree beards. Um, the gray beards, and she learns how to sneak around and become an assassin. She joins the Dark Brotherhood, and as she's traveling around as an assassin, she meets up with her other cat friends, the um, other Khajiits who go around and basically sell their goods. Mm -hmm. And the only thing that she knows how to sell is herself. So <laughs> oh she, <God>. she's <laughs> so thus the carpet saleswoman. So she gets information, and it turns out that the emperor of Skyrim is actually the um, the pimp of all pimps. Mm. So <laughs> through the Dark Brotherhood, she um, basically gets in, and um, she concocts a plan with the leader of the Dark Brotherhood to kill the emperor. So first they take out the emperor's niece, at a wedding, and while, like right after she got married, they just assassinate her. Done. Yeah, to kind of spook the emperor. Be like, oh crap, there's potentially a prostitute. You gotta send the message him. somehow. Yeah, 
And then they the emperor sends his cousin and he's checking out like the security forces kind of make sure everything's good because the emperor is going to come to Skyrim to um, basically check in and come to the funeral of his cousin or of the niece. Okay. And then you end up killing the son of the like bodyguard or the like the general who's scoping out these cities for like how protective they are. And then after that, after basically his security force is crippled, you concoct a plan that you're going to poison the emperor. So you kill this gourmet chef and you hide his corpse and basically dress up like a chef and go in. And the uh, carpet saleswoman, she actually poisons and kills the emperor. Wow. Yeah. You didn't think about that, did you? Actually, that the assassination of the emperor is the, the Dark Brotherhood storyline. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So, um, <laughs> carpet saleswoman and stuff happened before. And then I was like, you know what? Maybe the master of pimps should be the emperor. And he's just <laughs> pulling the strings. And I was like... I can kill him. <laughs> and then I joined the Stormcloaks as well. And because uh, I wanted to take down the every part of the Empire. Carpet sales. With the, yep. Beautiful. Yep. And then I also made a second character and I named him Lurtz. Nice. Yeah, you should send me pictures of this guy. So he is an orc because I've never played as an orc and I've never done two-handed weapons. And... Um, so I was using my like ideal armor was ebony because ebony looks amazing. It does. And then I wanted the dragon bone great axe. So it kind of looks like the executioner's axe, which you can actually get as like a special weapon. Yeah. But you can't upgrade it. <coughs> so I think its base damage is like 17 and the great axe is like significantly higher. Okay. Um, plus it looks the like dragon bone great axe looks amazing. Oh, yeah. So I was running, I got my heavy armor to 100. I got, obviously, conjuration to 100 because I love being able to run around with two Jajic, uh lords as, like, my entourage. Yes. And me just sit with an executioner's axe and these two dudes, like, <laughs> yelling phrases like, that's what you get, the kind yeah, of thing. love it. Or, what was it? There could be no other end. Like, after they wow. impale someone or they chop off someone's head. They're like, there could be no other end. And you're like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> glad I'm not Don't fighting you guys. Turn on me. Um, like, I think I had the difficulty up too high. And I was, because what I usually do is I train on my Atronachs. I train, like, two-handed weapons on a Frost Atronach. Because the Storm Atronach shoots lightning at you and, like, hovers away. And then... Fire Atronach, he burns you, and that's no fun. And then the fami- like the familiar is like the wolf, and that's really low tier. So they, the good training tier is the frost guy. Um, but I was training, I think, fireballs on like a different character on my, or on the uh, Daedric Warlords. Yeah. And the difficulty was apparently up too high, and I had like half health. And this dude just comes up and impales me. And it's like, load a save. And I was like, crap. Yeah. The worst. Yeah. So that was my Skyrim fun. Nice. Um, Yeah. So I, like I said, created the Dark Elf. And I started out doing the main story. Got about halfway through. And then I was like, this is uncharacteristic of my character. 
gonna do the thieves guild because I played a very much um, stealthy bow and arrow sneaking around yeah. type of character, and that's usually what I do just because um, I love stealth games. You know, I talked about Dishonored and games like that in the past. Um, even like Hitman, that's a game like I try my best to never be seen just because I love going in, getting out type mm-hmm. of thing. And so with this character, um, yeah, so I went through the Thieves Guild. Um, I accidentally stumbled into the College of Winterhold. Winterhold, and the lady started asking me questions, and I eventually just waltzed in there and started this quest line. I was like, oh, what the heck? I've never done this before. And it was a fun quest line. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Um, Thieves Guild was great. Nightingale armor is amazing. Oh, yes. It's beautiful. I um, wish you could get unenchanted Nightingale armor and then enchant it with whatever. Because I think that's the best looking armor in the game. Yeah. No, it, it looks awesome. It's like a, a ninja Batman. Yeah. That's probably a, a great comparison. Um, but, you know, I think with, you know, coming back to Skyrim, it's probably a game I will come back to every six months. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking about it quite a bit, you know, while I was playing it this past week. And I don't think any game's ever going to top Kingdom Hearts for me. I just think there's too much nostalgia involved there. And I'm really excited for the third one. I am too. Um, but Skyrim is very close for me. I mean, I, I've come to this to this game for the <coughs> umpteenth time. And every time I come back to it, it still feels like I'm playing it for the first time. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many different paths you can take. Even though a lot of times you're playing through the same storyline, the approach that you take can be still be so unique. Yeah, And there are so many different character races that I haven't even tried, like the Khajiit, the Argonian, the the whatever, the orcs. I mean, there's so many different things that I can still do, um, and even quest lines and the DLC. And this game came out in 2011, I think. 2011. Yeah. And I'm still so mesmerized, you know, having played Oblivion just six years earlier, how drastically different the game is as far as, like, every dungeon in Oblivion were, like, the same. Yeah. Every dungeon in Skyrim is completely unique. And oftentimes, like, extensive. Like, it takes you 30 minutes to get through it because there's so many branching paths. It's just so deep um, uh, before you get to, like, the dungeon lord or whoever it is. Um, Even, like, some little things that I notice. Like, if I'm trying to get to, like, a little island and I'm swimming in the water and I just see a chest at the bottom of the lake. Like, oh, chest. And you go down. There's nothing really crazy there. You get, like, a minor healing potion and, like, 46 gold. But it's still, like, the developers put a random chest at the bottom of this lake. Yeah. Um, Or if you're, like, going through a dungeon and you see this giant, like, bowl-looking thing. And you pass it, like, if you jump on it and, like, look down, there's, like, an emerald and, like, rubies and little sapphires just hidden there. Like, if you just ordinarily would just walk past it, but if you, like, take the time to look, oh, there's, there's emeralds there. Just the attention to detail that they put in this world is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. And now, admittedly, graphically, it doesn't look great. The draw distances are great, but once you get up close to people... I was sitting in the field um, next to the watchtower looking back at Winter... Not Winterfell. um, Whiterun? Yeah, Whiterun's the first one. Um, Looking back, and it was like somewhat sunsetting, like the fields. It was... It's still beautiful. It is. I mean, the draw um, distances, I think, are amazing. Once you get up close, I mean, if you, even if you look at the gravel on the ground. The textures for Bethesda are not good. They're not. I, I'm, that's why it's potentially so disappointing that they're going to use that same engine for the new one. I don't think they will. I mean, I think... That's what What's-His-Face said. Todd Howard said that. Yeah, but I think he's and everyone at Bethesda is going back to the drawing board because of the criticism. They really gotten. have to up if they don't update their engine yeah. for the next game, it's gonna be 
Well, a shitstorm. Undoubtedly, I mean, the, the the game is not coming out on current generation consoles. It's not. Elder Scrolls Six will be like Oblivion, a next gen game. Do we know when the next generation of consoles is going to come out? Speaking of hot off the presses, Microsoft, um, their next console is a is a apparently codenamed Anaconda. Was it like a Nicki Minaj callback? I don't know. My Anaconda don't want none in my... Did she sing that song? Yeah, Anaconda is one of her songs. Oh. It's like a spin-off so not, of not Baby S- Got Back. Okay, it's not like Sir Mix-a-Lot. Like. No. Okay. Well, they, she takes some of his lyrics, background stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, codenames are always so weird. I mean, the, the, the GameCube was the dolphin. Um, yeah, I'm more curious about Sony. Like, Microsoft can... Eat a yeah no they really can't I mean who cares I mean it's a Gears of War Forza and Halo, Halo. machine yeah I don't care they're no, dude they're doing nothing with the rare license which is criminal not to get someone into- should be locked up in a cage for the rest of their lives holding on to that license and doing nothing with it for which one Grant Kirkhope is gonna roll over in his grave for um rare the license oh rare okay. created things like Goldeneye Perfect Dark Banjo Kazooie Conquerors Bad Fur Day yeah they're doing nothing with that license which is just ridiculous. The yeah. last thing they freaking did was like. I thought there was gonna be multiple. So did I. Uh, if the listeners didn't hear that, there was some car horn out there. Well, what I really like, not to get into next week's episode of, or maybe two episodes from now, on the list of games for next year is Crackdown, three, and yeah. Crackdown was originally released as a bundle with Halo three when that came Crackdown out. Crackdown two, you mean? As like no Crackdown one. Okay. Um, and Crackdown was one of my favorite games. It was great. It was really cool. It was basically Grand Theft Auto on speed. Yeah. So basically you're like a, a jacked up cop who, the more you punch people, the like thicker your arms got, like you buffed up and you could, it's like somewhat RPG, right? Yeah. There are things you can like upgrade and so like, like if you shot people with grenades or your grenade launcher, like the explosions got bigger. If you drove around and killed people with your car your car became in a freaking Batmobile. That's like, awesome. It's, yeah. Like, it had turrets. Like, it was amazing. The second one wasn't as well received with, like, zombies and stuff in it because it's that zombie craze. But that first one is probably one of my favorite games. Like, top 20. What's going to happen, though, is you probably don't know the game Too Human. Um, no. Or even Duke Nukem Forever. I mean, the Crackdown 3 hasn't been in development for as long as those games, but it's been in development forever. I mean, they showcased that game like four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. And then they came out like three years later. I'm like, oh, Terry Crews is in the game. So you better get all excited about that. See you in three years again. What's that third game that they're still waiting for? Half-Life 3, Half-Life Left 3. 4 Dead 3, Valve Can't Count to 3. Yeah. I've never played the Half-Life. I, I watched a playthrough of the first one. And apparently that was like revolutionary at the time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um I think both of them were. Yeah, Half-Life 2 is a pretty big deal, and the story kind of left on a cliffhanger, apparently. Um, I played... You probably never had the orange box on Xbox 360. One of the best compilation packages ever. It had Half-Life 2, Episode 1 and 2, um, had Portal. That okay. was a crazy game. I then. wanted to play that one. I never Really, did. you'd love that game. Yeah, it was just the puzzle and the Portal guns. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then it had Team Fortress 2, which was like a... A team based. Oh, I definitely played Team um, Fortress 2. Yeah, that's a fun game. I believe it on the computer, though. Um, but yeah, getting back to my point about... Um, what the hell was my point? 
Oh, Microsoft sucks at licensing? Yeah. No, I just... You know, they had this code name, and to my knowledge, they're the first of the big three to announce a code name for their next console. I mean, each of them are already, you know, do they, laying do they the groundwork for the next console. No, I think I think it's weird because Sony's not going to be at E3 this year, right? Well, it's I think Nintendo got out of it as well. Like, they have their own separate thing that they do. Well, Nintendo got out of, like, the live stuff. Typically, they do their little directs but they still do it at e3 they just have a pre-recorded thing that they show i think sony's gonna do something different like their own con well i think what they're gonna do is very much like nintendo they're gonna have multiple things throughout the year to showcase what they're working on which is totally fine by me i mean e3 isn't the spectacle it once was which i get it's fine especially in today's digital age where things leak constantly i'd rather have sony they downloaded and like tore apart the entire uh smash ultimate or like even the Pokemon game, they yeah. There's so many tore leaks. It apart. I'd rather Sony spit out four, like thirty minute to an hour little, whatever conference mini Think conferences. Think of how much money that would save them. Oh, a ton, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's probably one of the biggest things so they can invest more in the technology they're creating for well, that, PS5. I really like Sony's approach. It's when the like game companies ask for more money. Um, I'm trying to think of the game that did it recently, Spider Man is the one that they did. Um, they asked for more money, and the exec said, is it going to make it a better game? And they said, yeah. They said, do it. And yeah. they basically got the money. And, like, God of War was the same way. Yeah, I mean, they don't mess around. I mean, their their IPs are unmatched. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I would say Nintendo rivals them in some regards, but, I mean, this year alone it was funny because Game Informer had um, different categories of Game of the Year. And they had, like, of course, Nintendo exclusive, Microsoft exclusive, and Sony. Sony had, like, eight, and Microsoft had, like, two. Yeah. And, it, again, it was, like, Forza and... I don't even know what else. Probably some Connect game or something. Yeah. And Sony, like, their exclusives were, like, Spider-Man, God of War, uh, the Astrobot game, which is a huge VR game right now. Um, just real heavy hitters. Yeah. Contenders for Game of the Year. And... I don't know what the heck Microsoft is doing, but they need to do something. Better. Do something because yeah. I don't want any of them to, to to fail. I'd love to have all three consoles in my home if I had games worth playing. Yeah, but the Xbox One's not enticing me in any way. No, I want Rare Replay. And when is the new Halo going to come out? Like the final Halo, Halo Infinite. That's what they're calling it. I think Who it was knows? Halo Six. Well, it's is it Halo Infinite the Halo Six? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, all we saw last year, or maybe it was this year. Whatever happened to Massive Master Chief with the, like, robes on? I never knew he had robes. He was going through, like, the desert. I don't know. I just know that he was holding his helmet, he, like, walked up to the screen, and that was, like, Halo Infinite coming never. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, that'll probably be, honestly, like, a launch game for Like, if you wait so many years. Yeah. (laughs) Coming 2021. Yeah. If you ever wanted to see Master Chief's armored anaconda. (laughs) (laughs) No, if you wait too long, Halo, it's going to lose its hype because that generation is going to age out. Yeah, I mean, there's certainly going to be that. Because we were the original Halo 1 generation. Yeah. I mean, the demographic's going to be there, but it's definitely not going to be the extent of like Halo 3's launch on the Xbox 360. That was huge. Insane. I mean, I had friends that... Stayed home from school. For like a week. Yeah. To get high on the leaderboards for that game. I mean, it was crazy. 
Alaska. And then Halo Reach was a huge thing. It was. Yeah, it was a big deal. Um, and then after I that... I still think Reach is my favorite oh, story. Oh, yeah, Reach was great. The ending scene when you're I like... Th- I think all of that, because you obviously knew that it wasn't going to end well, mm-hmm. but you didn't know how, or like maybe there's somewhere else in the galaxy. I think when they pit you in scenarios where there's just no hope, like you just have to fight to the death is so cool. Well, that was a complaint for Rogue One, but Rogue One I still really liked. Oh, it was great, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think so. Yeah. Um, Hopefully Sony eventually announces that console. Because I'm definitely going to get one. I'm just afraid that they're going to... Well, one, these tariffs are going to... Anything electronic is going to bump up the price. And yeah. iPhones are now $1,000. Oh, my so gosh. So this one, I'm afraid, because... Console releases, they're so freaking expensive. Wasn't yeah. PS4 like $600? No, PS3 was $600, and I'm pretty sure the PS4 was like $350, $400. I thought it was more than that. No. Was it really $600 for the PS3? Yeah. Um, let's wow. see. PS3 launch price. PS3 with a 20 gigabyte hard drive costed consumers $500. Those wanting a 60 gigabyte hard drive Paid six hundred dollars. Sixty gigabytes. That's nothing. You can get a terabyte PS4 right Thanks now for Moore's like two fifty. Now let's see. Moore's law is the one where like everything, what every six months, uh, was it cuts down by a third, the computing power. Sure. Um, PlayStation Four first launched at a price point of four hundred back in twenty fourteen, and then the Slim launched in two thousand sixteen at a. Uh, Reduced price point of 299 Oh, my internet's in Japanese. But I'm actually getting a warning on my computer that my disk is almost full. So I'm going to... Moore's Law. Delete some of these older episodes okay. here. Okay. Let's see. More. Noted. Oh, it's a bit transistor per square inch. What is it? So w- explain this to us, um, please. Number of transistor... Number of transistors per square inch on an integrated circuit had doubled every year since their invention. So every year, the number of transistors that you can fit in a square inch doubles every year. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So that's why you see, um, like, a terabyte of information or, like, terabyte storage being able to do on, like, a little disk. Yeah. Or being able to have, like, a flash drive that's a terabyte. Mm-hmm. It used to be a gigabyte took up an entire room. Wow. Yeah. That kind of concept. Okay. Well, anything else you want to add, Ryan? No. All right. Well, folks, Ryan and I really want to thank all of you for listening to the show and supporting the show. We're at 26 episodes. We've been doing the show for about six months, seven months now. And... uh I'm still enjoying it. Ryan, you still enjoying it? Yeah. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to the new year, as I hope all of you fine folks are, and we'll continue listening. Ryan's going to Japan at the end of January, so we are actually recording, since we have the time off of work, three episodes this week. Um, We will be recording an episode Wednesday about our favorite games of the year, and then we're going to be recording Friday about our most anticipated games of 2019. I will also be sharing my top 10 movies of the year. So a lot of fun content coming your way pretty soon. Um, but again, Ryan and I want to wish all of you a very Merry Christmas, a happy holidays to all of you. Uh, we hope that you could spend time with uh, all your family and friends in this time and uh, just relax, take it easy, yeah. 
sip some coffee, play some of your favorite games. Drink the nog. Drink the eggnog. Gross. I can't I can't do really? the nog. Really? No, gosh, no. The seasonal nog. Gross. I, did we ever tell this? I, I don't know. So dad loves eggnog, and he asked for Lauren and I to get him a thing of eggnog because we were at Kroger's, and I, I don't know what it was. Maybe we're... I don't know why we would laugh so hard at this, but there was like a rack of eggnog and there was one that was seasonal nog. <laughs> and uh, it was just, we were dying. Just one of those like, it just hits slap you. happy. You're just yeah. like, this makes, this isn't funny, but we're just going to laugh hysterically. Yeah. At it. And we looked insane. We were just chuckling at like a rack of eggnog. Oh my gosh. It's about seasonal nog. So we got dad seasonal nog and we got him like sugar cookie eggnog. Which oh he said was awful. Gosh. He did like the seasonal nog, though. Nice. So, yeah. Well, enough about eggnog. eggnog. Thank you for listening, and we will see you all next week. Yeah, see ya. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I was like, what? How, how are we going to go out on this, Ryan? Or Rusty? Is what yeah. You're thinking, just like, I, I was overthinking, like, Bye. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank all you right. for listening. Yep. We'll see you all next time. Right, bye. bye.